Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to the Thursday night edition of Prayer International Radio. This is our program called Face to Face with God. I am your host, Sean Holmberg, along with your co-host, Christopher Herzog, who's in the studio. And I hope you're all doing good out there. Um, Today's been an interesting day. Um, And I just want to give you a warning over the next hour or so. Um, There's a couple things I think I'm going to share. So before I do, let me just say I may possibly offend someone. And if I offend anybody, well, you have to take that up with God. Um, And I apologize ahead of time to the extent that I can apologize. Um, We live in an interesting time as a body of believers, as the church of the living God, the bride of Christ. Um, There's a verse in the Bible, and I can't tell you where it is, where it says, I think it may be Timothy, but it talks about how the difference between light and day is even more apparent as we get closer to the time where men in their unrighteousness will continue to be unrighteous and those who live toward God will continue to live toward God. You know, Elijah stood on a mountain a very long time ago speaking to the prophets of Baal and said, choose this day who you will serve. If you're going to serve Baal, serve him. If you're going to serve God, serve him. And the Bible also talks about false prophets and people who lead sheep astray. It talks about the blind who lead the blind and they both fall into a ditch. And anyway, it says in Second Timothy verse three or chapter or Second Timothy chapter three, but know this that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying his power. And from such people, turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into the households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Remember that verse, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. There was an article that came out today about a pastor who 
decided that he didn't think hell was real. Which, you know, people have various opinions about different things in the Bible, and the fact that someone wasn't sure about hell sort of bothers me, but not as much as when he said, the reason that there's not a hell is because a loving God would never subject anybody to eternal hell. And that bothered me. Not because God's my God, but what bothered me because it's not the truth of the gospel. And anybody who studied the Bible will know that throughout the entire Bible, from the beginning to the end, God has always warned men and given them chance after chance after chance after chance to turn from their wicked ways and turn to Him. The same thing happened with Jonah and the city of Nineveh, where God gave them a warning and provided a way of salvation by giving them the warning. And Moses or Moses stood before Pharaoh and gave him a warning from God, saying, let my people go. And the Pharaoh refused, and there was a judgment that followed. It says in John 3.16 that, hold on, I know that verse. I'm just making sure I know the verse after, right afterwards. Um, it says, um, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And we usually stop there. But verse 18 says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is a verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. You know, we live in a time where the truth of the gospel is constantly being diluted by the enemy. And men and women who don't know the word of God, who do not have a relationship with God, are easily led astray because they don't have the implanted word inside of them. So when the enemy comes in and brings doubts, like he did with Adam and Eve, they're easily deceived. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> you know... This is where I don't want to offend anybody, and I'm probably going to. There's certain things in the Bible that the Bible speaks strongly about, about adultery, about murder, about bearing false witness, about homosexuality. And the Bible states plainly God's opinion of it. Now, it's true. God loves everybody, but God hates sin. And it does say that all men have sinned and fallen short the glory of God. And we have an advocate with Jesus Christ, the righteous. But that doesn't mean that sin becomes okay. 
it doesn't mean that sin is acceptable to God. And when we as Christians start professing out to the public that their sins are okay because God loves them, then we're taking the gospel and we're transforming it into a different gospel. You know, the Bible speaks clearly where it says, there's no other name given among men by which they must be saved. But we've gotten into a time where people have thrown out various doctrines, including saying, as long as you just believe that Jesus was a good man, and that's all it takes. As long as you live a good life, that's okay. As long as you do this, as long as you do that, it's okay, because God's loving God, and the whole judgment thing is thrown out the window. And in that argument, everything becomes permissible. It's okay to live any way you want, because God loves you. Well, it's partly true and partly not. God does love you, but the Bible says, how have we? How can we who died to sin any longer live in it? For we were called to be righteous, and we were called to be pure and holy as he is. Which the change in life comes not through our own works, but it comes through the Holy Spirit, and it comes through the blood of Jesus. You know, as far as the comment about heaven and hell, you know, even Jesus said... In Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, this is Jesus, back with his disciples, before he was crucified, before he ascended to the right hand of God, stating plainly, even though many times Jesus spoke in parables, right here he's stating plainly, I'm going to be there. And he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And <clears throat> sooner or later, there's going to come a time when the world and false prophets and the enemy are going to try to say that it doesn't matter what you believe because whatever God you to choose to serve is okay and that whatever you do is okay and that you shouldn't really ever claim that one way is right because heaven forbid we offend anybody. You see in the church once again, probably going to offend you here or someone. We've gotten to the point in the church where it's more important to get people in the door than it is to speak the truth. And there's far too many pastors who, and I'm not trying to offend pastors or speak ill of them, but there are far too many pastors who are more concerned with the membership and her and and not wanting to hurt someone's feelings and offend someone than they are about speaking the truth in love. And, you know, Jesus wasn't like that. Jesus was loving, but he was also harsh at times. Even when Peter said that 
told Jesus, well, you'll never, I mean, when Jesus was telling him that he was trying to explain that he was about to go and be crucified, and Peter's like, no, this is never going to happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, behind me, Satan, for you're mindful of the things of men and not of God. And so even Jesus spoke harshly, but he always spoke in love. And so, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how important it is to have the, the word implanted in your heart. You know, David said, your word I have put in my heart, that I, I've hidden in your, my heart that I may not sin against you. And if we don't know the word of God, then we are going to be carried around by every wind of doctrine that comes around, every new thing that comes around the corner, every new teaching, every new belief system that people come out with. And, you know, it says in the Bible that there's nothing new under sun. God hasn't changed. There's not some new revelation that's going to come out that's going to bring some doctrine that's going to change anything because the only revelation that matters was the revelation of Jesus Christ being the Son of God, being the Lamb, who was slain before the foundation of the world, who died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended to the right hand of God, and sent his Holy Spirit to us. And in the end, that's the only revelation that will ever matter. You know, it says in Romans 1, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore God has also given them up to uncleanliness, and the lust of their heart to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, 
God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So, it's, you know, my opinion as far as it goes is that people can believe whatever they want to believe. I know in whom I believe. I know in whom I've placed my trust. It's like the verses in the Old Testament. um, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I'm not saying that we don't sin because all men sin, but we have an, and we have an advocate with Jesus Christ the righteous. But when you declare that sin is good, then you're—I'm not even sure how to put it. Besides flat-out lying and being deceived and deceiving others through ignorance. Because people become deceived and they turn around and then they speak what they know for whatever reason and then turn around and lead others astray. And heaven forbid that we should ever in any shape or form lead anybody astray. I mean, the Bible says that teachers will receive a stronger judgment because we are entrusted with teaching the word of God in truth. And you'll never know the truth, and you'll never understand the Word of God without the Holy Spirit giving you revelation about what it says. You need to know what you believe so you can stand on what you believe. Like we said last night, when the enemy comes, and he will, you have to know the Word of God so that you're not deceived. Because he'll take the word of God and he'll twist it around into all sorts of craziness so that if you don't know it, you won't know the difference. If you don't have a relationship with the Father and know his character, you won't know the difference when someone says something about him. And personally, I'm very protective of my God. And the fact that I don't ever want to have anybody say anything ill of him because he's my life. He is everything to me. Without him, this life has absolutely zero meaning. And don't be deceived. So 
so I think we're going to go to a song, and then we'll see where we go from there. Said my name. 
Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you want to talk about anything, if you have anything on your heart, if you need prayer for anything, you can also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And tonight is the Sean first hour rant night about whatever I'm feeling like talking about. Um, You know, it's interesting because we as intercessors have a burden in our heart to see the whole of humanity get saved and come to know the Father. And we know that's what he wants too, for he says that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He also, Jesus, told many stories about how a shepherd would leave the 99 sheep and a pasture to go look for the one that was lost. And you know, the truth is, that not everyone will be saved. It says in Matthew 7, 14, that small is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life, and there are only a few who find it. And that is probably one of the hardest things about being an intercessor is knowing that some people aren't ready. The Bible says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. You could preach the gospel to a thousand people and the only ones who are going to receive it are the ones who the Holy Spirit's been working with, the ones whose hearts are ready, the ones whose hearts are ready to be harvested. Paul said that some sow some plant, some water, and then some harvest. And there's a long process in people's lives where they're made ready spiritually to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in the beginning, when the seed's planted in your heart, you're not ready yet. And many people who come to the Lord later in their life They've heard about Jesus all their life, but for some reason it didn't click. For some reason they weren't ready. For some reason they didn't understand. But as time goes, 
God who is faithful is constantly watering that seed and nurturing that seed and looking after that seed until the time comes that the seed is ripe and ready to be harvested in their life and their eyes are opened and they understand and they see and you know we were all like that at one time and so even though we know that not everyone will be saved what's important is the fact that some will even if it's just one then it's important because that's the one that the Bible says that the angels of heaven will rejoice over when one sinner comes to repentance. And you know, it's not really about the sin. It's really not. Um, me and Chris can both tell you, I mean, our lives have been nowhere near the perfect, nice little Christian lives. Completely the opposite. Um, you know, someday Chris will tell you his testimony and someday I'll probably tell you all of mine. But you know, there have been times in my life where I've walked away from God out of my own foolishness, out of my own not completely understanding. And not even that I didn't understand is the not really believing. Not really believing what the Word of God said, even though I heard it a million times. Because, you know, even says in James that you can be a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. And so sometimes the word comes in, and without the revelation of that word, it doesn't really become alive to us. And so even in my life, I've fallen away from the Lord. And it was by his grace that he kept me and opened my eyes so I could really see and I could really understand and comprehend what was really going on. And so it's not about the sin. You know, everybody's going to sin, and as far as I'm concerned, there's not really any that are more important or more impressive than the others. They're all the same. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and it doesn't matter if it's a thousand sins or just one. Because even with the one sin, you miss the mark. You know, the Bible says in the Old Testament that if you broke part of the law, you were guilty of breaking the whole law. Well, we're not under the law now, we're under grace. And But that doesn't mean the law went away. The law got transformed and the law got manifested into something completely different. Where Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. And the reason that those are the fulfillment of the law, in a way, is because when you've got those two down, it's impossible to sin. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's going to be really hard. Because if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your body, then everything you do, is you're going to do mindful of Him. It's really hard to sin when you're thinking about God. Really, really, really hard to sin when you're thinking about Him. When you're thinking about your about loving your neighbor as yourself, 
sin, it's really hard to do something against them. And so most of the laws are automatically fulfilled just by following those two. And so we're definitely not legalistic, and we're definitely not saying that you have to live a holy life. But I know that when you have a relationship with him, you want to. And it's only possible through him. And you're always going to mess up. And you're always going to fall. Because we're not perfect. But in his eyes, we are. And there's a contrast there. That just because I know that my sins are forgiven doesn't mean that my sins are okay. And it doesn't mean they're acceptable in the eyes of God. And we should never use the grace we have in Jesus Christ as a cloak to condone our actions. Because everything we do, we do in front of the, we do before the Father. And one thing people don't realize is He's always there. There's never a moment when you're alone. You know, someone once said that character is what you do in front of other people and integrity is what you do when you're all alone and no one's watching. But interestingly enough, there's always someone watching because wherever you go, he's there. And we're never really alone. You know, at times people feel alone, but the truth is we're never really alone because he's always there. And if we kept in mind and kept in in our mind that he's always with us, it'd be a lot easier to keep our mind focused upon him. You know, it says in the Old Testament, David mentioned how he would lay in his bed thinking about the Lord and sleep being withheld because of him. Because of being mindful that he's always there. You never really have to go into a closet to pray because wherever you are, he's there. Now, it's nice to get be able to get away and get, um, and there's times we do need to get away from all the distractions. And, you know, I got to this point where um, I had this, before I got married, I had my own apartment, and I used to, and I made my bedroom into sort of like a prayer room. I always had worship music playing, and I would go in there because there was no distractions, and i spend time with him. But I always brought my cell phone until one day he told me not to anymore. And um, because it was was just one more distraction that took my attention away from him. Because we need those times where there's no other voices and it's just us having our alone time and our communion with him. And it's through those times that we grow in our relationship with him and we learn from him and we hear from him more clearly because we allow ourselves to have that time with him. If you're constantly rushing around, you know, my wife can tell you that it's really hard for her to tell me anything at times because I'm always so busy that I'm always like doing things and passing and trying to listen while I'm doing 22 other things. And so times she has to stop me and just tell me that 
you tell me to stop what I'm doing so I can actually listen to what she's saying. And, you know, we do that to the Lord a lot. Um, you know, I have a feeling that the Lord never stops talking. Almost like, you know, even if your radio is not turned on, there's always radio waves that are being broadcast. You just can't hear them without your radio being turned on and tuned to the right station. And, you know, we're like that. I mean, he's always talking, but we're rarely ever listening or we're rarely ever tuning ourselves to the right station or getting into the right place that we can actually hear from him. But if people knew the truth of how easy it was to come before him, then I think they would spend a lot more time with him. And the reason they don't know is because they've never tried or they just don't necessarily understand. Because, you know, it's not always easy to hear the voice of God if you don't know what you're listening for. And sometimes the best way to hear him is to stop trying to listen. And that may not make any sense, but the more you try to listen at times is when it gets really hard and sometimes you just have to quiet yourself and let him speak. And always judge what what, what you're hearing according to the word of God. But in the process of all this, you'll know what's right and what's wrong. You'll know those who speak things that come from him and those who don't because the spirit that's inside of you will bear witness with the words that are spoken. You know, I have no idea what I was about to say, which is really weird since we're on live radio. But, um, the point of all this is not everything you hear in the news and everything you hear on the radio and everything you hear people speak about is true. And there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come up and there's going to be a lot of opinions and a lot of different theologies that are kind of coming up, come around that aren't true. And don't be worried about that because it's always been like that and it always will be like that. What's important is actually knowing him. And what's important is knowing his word enough that you know the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's what he said. But yet there's people who don't even believe that. Um, And it's really hard because we don't want to offend anybody. And we want to show the same compassion and love for everybody that Jesus had. But the truth is that there are people out there who, for whatever reason, have their own doctrines and their own theologies. And, you know, I heard one once where this prominent group said that you didn't have to pray to Jesus anymore for the salvation of your, or for your salvation, or for, to have your sins forgiven. You could just talk to Mary. Well, it's a nice it's nice in theory, but it's just not written anywhere in the Bible. 
And if it's not in the Bible, then I don't trust it because, you know, it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And if it didn't come out of the mouth of Jesus, or if it wasn't in the Bible inspired through the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't believe it because I know this word is true because I've seen God prove it over and over again. So, anyway, we're going to go to another worship song. I'm going to try to think about what it is I'm really trying to say. And we will be back in a few minutes. Anyway, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And this is the Thursday night edition of Prayer International Radio. Someone fixed 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. I am your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And this is our Thursday night edition of Face to Face. And in a minute, we're going to get into prayer. Um, But I wanted to say firsthand, um, because I've talked about a lot this evening, um, you know, in the long run, regardless of what people say and what other people believe, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does to an extent, but it's not our job to convince people and to argue with people and to try to persuade people that their opinions are wrong. That's his job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to change people's hearts. It's our people to speak the truth in love and to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord and to proclaim that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And that is the extent of our responsibility in this whole matter. And on top of that is the importance of knowing the truth about what the, God, the, what the Word of God said. And, you know, it's ironic. I don't know why I bring this up, but, you know, especially in the American church, um, someone told me once that if you take a Bible and you go to some remote place in Africa or somewhere like that and you hand them a Bible and you let them know this is the Word of God, they'll read it. And they'll read all the scriptures about where Jesus talked about healing the sick and raising the dead and everything else, and they'll just do it. And the reason is because they haven't spent their whole life listening to people tell them what they couldn't do. And all they know is what the Bible says they can do. And they have a simple faith and trust in the Lord that he is in control and that he is who he said he is. And in the very end, in this world we live, which is very dark, and it will be, um, we're, we're lights that are set on a hill to spread the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of the gospel. Um, and th- that being said, once again, you need to know the word of God. Because there, the Bible says that we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And there's a spiritual war looming and that's always been going on. And there's a spiritual battle that is underway. And you need to put on the full armor of God, like it says in Ephesians 6, to take the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, to gird your loins with truth. And so having done all the stand, you can stand. And to not be persuaded by anything but by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to know the word of God. So we're going to pray. Because I know God heals people because I've seen him heal people. And I know his, his word declares that he heals. And that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he declared that 
We would lay hands on the sick, and they they shall recover. And he said, if we would ask anything in his name, we shall do it. And it says that by his stripes we are healed. And so, as we do every night, if you have any part of your body that's sick, doesn't matter if it's a broken bone, a disease, it's irrelevant because the power of God will heal you. And I want you to take one of your hands and place it over whatever part of your body is having an issue. And if there's anybody, someone in the room with you, and they're the ones who are sick, just go put your hand on them. And I want you to believe and trust God. Really believe that he is able to do what he said and trust that he is who he said he is. That he is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. That Jesus really did die on the cross. And that his word does declare in Isaiah that by his stripes we are healed. And believe it when he said that if you ask anything in my name it shall be done. And believe it where it said if we'll have a faith the size of a mustard seed, we can speak to a mountain and make it move. And so I don't know what the mountain is in your life right now. And it's not important that I know. Because all that's important is that he knows. So, Father, God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, we come together. We are coming together in agreement with us here and those throughout the world who are listening to this broadcast. And, Father, your word declares that if we would ask anything in your name, that you would do it. Father, you said if we would lay hands on the sick, they will recover. So, Father, right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the authority and the name of Jesus, which you said is above every name, you said by, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that includes sickness, and that includes death. So, Father, I thank you for your blood over these people. Father, I thank you that your word has gone forth and will not return to, your vo- return to you void. And, Jesus, I ask right now in your name, that you would touch these people, Father, that you would heal them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Lord. Father, that every muscle would be moved to its proper pace, Father, that every organ would function like normal, Father, that they would be a supernatural regeneration of their organs right now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, that every bone right now would start to grow. Every bone would be healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. Every infirmity must go in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, and I thank you for your blood. Father, and we thank you for your word. And we thank you and we declare that all the glory and all the honor belongs to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, thank you for touching these people. Now I ask that you would fill them with joy and peace in believing, Father. 
Lord, that you would give them the peace that surpasses all understanding. You would give them joy inexpressible and full of glory. Thank you, Jesus. And once again, if you want us to pray for you, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And this is Prayer International Radio, and we will be back in just a minute.
second half of our broadcast. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the other half of the show. And so tonight, Sean was just sharing his heart, sharing the Word of God, like always, and declaring what the Word of the Lord is declaring. And so we thankful. Uh, once again, our lines are open. If you need prayer, 619-638-8458, uh, feel free to give us a call. And, of course, if you want to send in prayer requests, prayerinternational at gmail.com. All right, praise God. Well, I'm going to open up in a word of prayer. We just want to cover our Facebook family, MySpace, Twitter, those that are following us on prayerinternational.org. And, of course, our blog, Talk Radio Family, those that have programs, that are show hosts. I know we've got J.C. Overcomer Ministries tonight. Just bless you in the chat room. And we just thank you, our Facebook family tonight. And we just want to pray the Lord's will be done and his kingdom come in your life. We pray that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light that you would know the hope of the calling of God. Praise the Lord, that the Lord would fill you, would prepare you, and would use you mightily. We just pray for the will of God to be done in everyone's lives that's listening on the broadcast. We pray families would be blessed and encouraged. We pray marriages would be filled with peace and restored and filled with unity and the power of the love of the Spirit of God. Pray for parent-child relationships that they would be turned one to another, that you would restore, Father, the family structure. We just pray for our leadership tonight, that you would be blessed, strengthened, encouraged, empowered. Go forward to do all that's in your heart. And we pray for our business leaders tonight that the anointing to prosper would be upon you to finance the gospel. And for those that are ministers, the anointing to prosper would be on you as well, that you would be able to fund and finance everything the Lord has put in your heart. So, Father, we just thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, the provider. We thank you that you are our source. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your provision shall be seen in our lives. Father, right now we just pray that you would break the back of lack over every man, woman, teenager tonight, that, Father, their lives would be changed, that the spirit of increase and abundance would come upon them, Father God, that, Lord, as they are faithful to sow and to give, as they are faithful to do what you tell them to do with their finances, as they are obedient to your Holy Spirit, Father, provide for them, take care of them, and just bring them enough resources to do everything that you've called them to do. You know, we believe at Prayer International that abundance and provision to be prosperous means to have enough to do whatever it is the Lord has commanded you to do. That's prosperity. That's abundance. That's having enough provision. If you're in the will of God, doing the things that the Lord has called you to do. Where God guides, he provides. And so we are praying for provision. 
We are declaring tonight that the Lord is Jehovah Rophe the healer. And we are praying for healing in your life tonight. We're praying that the Lord would touch you in your body, touch you in your mind. Wherever you're sick, just lay your hand on that part of your body. Stand in the gap. If you're standing in, prosy for somebody, just lay your hand on that part of your body where they're sick. And we just say, be healed in Jesus' name. Let the word of the Lord bring healing. Let it be health to your flesh and healing to all your bones. We just speak life over you right now. We speak life over you. We speak good health over you right now in Jesus' name. We speak peace to your storm. And we declare and we call your mountain to move and be cast off into the sea. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Tonight is another night of intimate in the word. We are face-to-face. You know, I know... Actually, maybe this is face-to-face. I don't know. Every couple of days our broadcast changes. But, you know, we're about being intimate in the Word. We're about being face-to-face with our Creator. And so praise God. You know, there is a pathway of favor in the will of God. And if you will set your heart to do the will of the Lord, you will be blessed. But praise God. We just thank you. We just thank you, Father. We just ask your will be done and your kingdom come. Your will be done and your kingdom come. In Jesus' name. You know, the anointing that you sow into is the anointing that you reap from, the anointing that you respect. It's the anointing that increases in your life. It's the anointing that you'll attract in your life. And if you are sowing into your time and your energy, your prayer, your finances, your efforts into the prophetic anointing and your mentoring and your following and your listening to tapes and CDs and following those that are in the prophetic, you know, if you have a respect for the prophetic, then the prophetic will get activated and stirred up in your life. You know, maybe it's healing ministry and and you meditate on the healing scriptures. You read books and and meditate on on things about healing and the supernatural. You know, if you respect and you sow into those anointings, that's the anointing that's going to operate in your life. You know, Elijah and Elisha, one mentored the other one. One was a protege of the other one. And in this mentorship, in this sonship, this fathering, this relationship that they had, one was a father-taught figure and one was a son. One was a teacher, one was a student, so to speak. And, you know, mentorship, you can learn a lot of wisdom by learning through the success to somebody else, okay, or learning through the pain of somebody else, there's an impartation that takes place with mentorship, and so, you know, we are all about being mentored in the things of God. 
and staying accountable one to another, submitting ourselves to authorities spiritually, you know, governmentally, relationally, whatever it is. So praise God. You know, we want to help mentor and coach you in the things of God. Maybe you need some direction. You need prayer for some direction in your life. You know, feel free to go to the phone, 619-638-8458. And, of course, uh, we've got the email, prayerinternational at gmail.com. Feel free to email us if you have any prayer requests or comments, anything that you'd like to share with us. Uh, we sure would like to know about it. So praise God. So you know you can allow the mentorship and the coaching of God as the Lord teaches you, and we pray that the Holy Spirit would teach you through this program, we pray that the Holy Spirit would touch you through this program. That the Word of God would sharpen your sword. You know, the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And we know that the Word of God is what sharpens us. We have to stay sharp. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, so Acts 4.29 says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are indeed from power from on high. He lifted up his hands and he blessed them. The praise of them. The Lord sending his spirit from on high. Father, we pray for the release of your promises that we would be endued with power from on high, that all those that labor for prayer, all those that labor in the harvest to share the gospel, to share their testimony, to share the Lord, we pray that they would be endued with power from on high, that they would have a breakthrough. Well, we pray that the word of the Lord would run swiftly, that it would rapidly increase its influence, it would be glorified and confirmed with apostolic power and miracles. This is Second Thessalonians three one two five. We pray that the word of God will increase its influence and effectiveness as the city of God, as God releases his power on us. We pray that the word of the Lord would run swiftly. It does. The Bible says God will hasten his word to perform it wherever he sends it. Wherever he sends his word, it's going to produce fruit. What do you need in your life? You need the produce of God. You need the fruit of God. You need the character of God. You need the fruit of the Spirit in your life. 
If you need the blessing of the Lord in your life, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and it adds no sorrow to it. Let me tell you, do we have struggles? Do we have trials? Do we have things that we go through? Yes. But there is a peace in the midst of the storm that comes from setting our mind continually on Him, setting our mind on His Word, taking heed to His Word. You see, truth only sets you free if you know it. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Not only knowing the truth as knowing Jesus who is the truth, but knowing the truth of the Word of God, hiding it in your heart, walking it out, living it out, and seeing that Word set you free. Praise God. Glory to God. We're going to go into a time of worship. We just allow the Holy Spirit to soak in that word. Father, we just thank you for your goodness, Lord. We just thank you for the word of truth. We just pray, Lord. Touch those that are listening to the program tonight.
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, see the Bible says he's an ever-present help in time of need. In the time of trouble, he's an ever-present help. But this is the deal. In the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. But there's a deal there. See, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge. Go back to Psalm 91. You see, you have to stay, you have to abide in his presence. You have to abide in the Lord so that when you enter into a time of trouble, He's already there lifting you up. He's already there preparing the way. He's already there in your midst. You don't wait until the trouble comes and then start crying out and calling out unto the Lord. You have to abide. Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, there's a place of his presence. There's a place of his glory. There's a shadow, the shadow of God. See, Peter was so full of the Holy Ghost. He stayed so up under the Lord's presence, up under that place of prayer. He stayed in constant communion with the Father. And he knew the word. He was full of that word. He spent time with Jesus. And his shadow heal the sick when he passed by him. See, there's a shadow. There's an overshadowing of God where you're so close, where the brightness of God is shining on you so heavily that it casts a shadow. You stand in the sun and you look behind you and the brightness of that sun is beating on you and the clouds are covering you up and you're standing in the right place. You look behind you, you'll see your shadow. Let me tell you something. There's a brightness of the glory of God, but if you'll hide yourself in it, the shadow of God, and most I will overshadow you. He'll cover you. He says, I'll say the Lord, he is my refuge, and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. It's about trust. You have to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Wait not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Verse 3, Psalm 91, Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the power. Jesus said, Pray, lead us on to temptation, but deliver us from evil. And here the psalmist is saying, He will. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the power. There's a deliverance. There's a deliverance in the Lord. There's a deliverance in God. Praise the Lord. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you take refuge. So you have to get under his wings. Jesus said, like a hen gathers his chicks. It's like the hen gathers the chicks under her breast, under her wings. And pulls them to herself, that place of warmth, that place of security. There's a place in God where God wants you, up under his wing, up under. You know, he, even the 
John, the beloved disciple, knew he laid his head at the chest of Jesus and listened to the heartbeat of his Savior. God wants us to come up under his wings and pull our head to his chest and listen to his heartbeat and understand the rhythm of his heart, understand the rhythm of his spirit, understand the rhythm of the heartbeat of God. You have to hide yourself up under the shadow. Get up under there. He says, come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's a place of rest, see? If you don't learn to abide and rest in him, how are you going to learn to hear his voice? How are you going to learn to be still and know that he is God? You see, he says he's the good shepherd, and you shall not want, you shall not lack, and break the back of lack in your life, but he leads you beside the still waters, and he leads you up under the green pastures. There's a place of rest and refreshing in the Lord, that if you enter into that rest, you won't have to harden your heart. See, Hebrews 3 and 4 talks about do not harden your heart as your fathers did in the day of convocation. Your fathers in the wilderness, they hardened their hearts and they didn't. They stopped hearing God. They stopped trusting God. They stopped following God. And they weren't able, through unbelief, they weren't able to enter into the promised land. See if you'll rest. The Lord is your shepherd. And he'll lead you. And if you'll be still, he who keeps his mind continually on me, I'll keep him in perfect peace. It's peace not as the world gives. It's peace that passes all understanding. Why? Because when you know the understanding of God, when you've got that that peace of God, peace isn't the absence of outside conflict. It's the absence of inner conflict. It's being able to stand in the middle of the storm and still keep your head together. And in the midst of it, be still and hear God. And then, see, the, the purpose of all that is, the purpose of being still, the purpose of hearing God, is so that we can begin to declare what we hear, begin to speak what we hear, begin to do what we hear, begin to follow through with what the Lord tells us to do. See, as we begin to speak the words of God and the will of God into the earth, it will begin to manifest. The Bible says life and death is in the power of your tongue, and it's important that you get your words lined up with the word of God. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Hide the word in your heart. One, you won't sin against God, but two, hide the word in your heart. And what you believe in your heart, what you confess with your mouth, that's what you're going to get. Jesus said you can have whatever you say. You can have whatever you say. You can have whatever you say. So decide what you want. Decide what the Lord has declared over you. The Bible says, the Lord says himself, I will hasten my word to perform it. It will go forward and accomplish all that I commanded to do, purposed it to do. Come on. 
What do you want God to purpose to do in your life? Matthew twenty one twenty two says, In all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Matthew seven seven nine, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. Everyone that asks to receive, everyone that seeks finds to him that knocketh it shall be opened. For what man is there of you if you ask? If his son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? And God saying, look, ask him. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Let me tell you. Start calling. Start asking. Start asking God's questions. Start seeking. Start seeking for the solution. Knocking on the door So God will open up doors of opportunity Open up doors See there's doors That that need to open up You need to start knocking The psalmist said Swing wide O ye gates Open up ye gates Lift up your hands Ye everlasting doors Swing wide O ye gates And let the king of glory come in And there's opportunities and there's doors, there's portals of heaven that you need to begin to pray and begin to bombard heaven with your prayers and begin to make a noise and begin to rattle the gates, the ancient gates of healing, the ancient gates of prosperity, the ancient gates of miracles, signs, and wonders, the ancient gates of wisdom. Come on, there's gates. See, our tradition and our religion has closed up the portal, closed up the way. There's, there's, there's places, places of his presence. If we'll get access, see, even Jacob, the angels of God came descending to and fro from heaven. There was an opening, a portal of heaven, like a window, like a door. A ladder almost was formed, and the angels of God came to and fro. Listen, it's the same way as you begin to pray. Your prayers go up before heaven, the Bible says, like incense in the nostrils of God. And the angels of God collect them and they cast fire back down to the earth. Listen, there are places where if you'll tap into the places of God, those things of God, you'll live a holy life and you'll stay consecrated unto the Lord and you'll listen to the word of the Lord. And you'll begin to take heed and obey those things that you hear. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Listen. No one can see God without holiness. Without holiness. Without holiness. Unless you come in by the blood of the Lamb, unless you stay consecrated, unless you stay in that place where God puts super on your natural where you stay totally under heaven's influence. Listen, you can cause things to move. Why was it that Elijah could pray a prayer and it would stop raining? Such a powerful prayer that he would even cause the rain to stop or the rain to start because of his faith, because of the power, 
because he walked in such authority. He understood who his God was. He understood the power that was in the word. He understood the power of consecration and the power of unity. He understood how to walk in love and how to walk in and on the word of the living God. And in your life, if you're going to see your circumstances and your mountains move, and you're going to see the hand of God manifest provision and security and refuge for your life, then you're going to have to learn how to trust. You're going to have to learn how to dwell in the secret place. Hide yourself up under the shadow of the Most High God. Hide yourself up under the shadow of the Most High God. What you need to do. Praise God. Well, if you need prayer, give us a call. This is Prayer International Radio. We're at 619-638-8458. You can send in your prayer request at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And, of course, check out our website, www.prayerinternational.org. We're a work in progress. We just started just within the last couple months uh, with our website. And the last month or last three weeks, not even a month, on Blog Talk Radio. And so our prayers are going out to different uh, ministers and people that we have gathered and gotten to know and, and made connections with that are on the Blog Talk Radio as well as different people that are following us on Facebook and on our website. Hey, listen, we are calling out to the nations. We're calling out to the nations to be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ we're praying and encouraging and empowering leaders to go forward and build relationships in the kingdom, to think outside the box, let's begin to take up the word of the Lord in our mouths, let's begin to take up the word of the Lord in our hearts and go forward. You know, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God has anointed me to proclaim. Uh, let's go to Isaiah real quick. Isaiah 61, and then we're going to go into a time of song. Spirit of the Lord, Isaiah 61, is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, open a prison to those that are bound, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn the soul, to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness at the planting of the Lord that may be glorified. And they shall build up the old ruins and the former desolations and repair the ruined cities. Now listen, God is going to be again to turn around the wasted things in your life. There are things that have been wasted in your life. There are things that have been ruined in your life. And let me tell you something. The Lord promises he will turn your situation around. He's going to flip the script around. He's going to do a turnaround in your life. Listen, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord God has anointed me, and I'm here to preach good news to you. Listen, the Spirit of God is healing broken hearts and healing bodies right now. The Spirit of the Lord is setting people that are captive and bound 
You're bound in your sin. You're bound in your addictions. You're bound in in just your bondage. Maybe it's just pride. Maybe it's trying to keep up with the Joneses. Maybe it's it's everybody else's expectations of you, and you just can't stand it anymore. Listen. Go to the Lord. Go to Jesus. Call out to the Father and ask the Holy Spirit to come. He's the comforter. I'm here to proclaim to you that the Spirit of God is here to comfort those that mourn, console you, give you beauty for ashes. You've got joy for mourning coming. Cry out to the Lord. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. If you're heavy, if you're downcast, if you're depressed, depressed, can't see straight, listen. Begin to worship and praise and thank the living God. You say, well, what do I have to be thankful for? You're alive, aren't you? God's given you breath. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Listen. If you begin to have an attitude of gratitude, if you begin to come to him with thankfulness, if you begin to come to the Lord with singing and, and come before him with thanks, thanksgiving in your heart and enter his courts with praise, listen, something's going to happen. The presence of the living God is going to begin to inhabit your life. The Holy Spirit and the glory of God are going to begin to fill your life. The, the favor of God and the blessing of the Lord are going to begin to surround your life as the anointing and the glory of God fill you. The Holy Spirit's attracted to singing. The glory of God will manifest and the Holy Spirit will inhabit the praises of God's people. The Bible says so. The word says, so Jesus said, if two or more gathered together, I am in your midst. Listen. Begin to lift up the name of the Lord. From where comes your help? Listen. Set your eyes on heaven. Begin to call out for heaven's influence tonight. Listen, maybe the doctors have told you there's no hope. Maybe people have told you there's no hope for your marriage, no hope for your life, that you're a loser. You're not going anywhere. Maybe people have come and spoken words against your your ministry and begin to say things to you because you took a stand for Jesus. Maybe your own family has turned against you because you took a stand for the Lord. Listen, God says, if I be for you, who can be against you? And God is more than just a story in your life. I'm here to tell you he is not a history book, although the Bible is filled with history and it is accurate. But he is a living God, and he is pouring out and moving in the hearts of his people today, moving and touching lives, actively getting involved in the lives of his people today. And if you will go to him, if you will call to him, if you will reach out to him, he is not slack concerning his promises. He's not a man that he should lie. And if you call out to him, he will answer you. Go to the phone if you need prayer. Call 619-638-8458. If you want to join the show live and share your heart, same number, 619-638-8458. Just connect with us on the website or email. We're at prayerinternational.org, www.prayerinternational.org, or prayerinternational at gmail.com. Different various media streams, Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, blogger.com, blog talk radio. Check us out. We've got daily devotionals posted on Facebook. 
Daily devotionals posted on blogger.com if you need some encouragement. We're taking prayer requests and praying and declaring the glory of God around the nations of the world. We just want to thank you, J.C. for ministry tonight and Prophetess Sharita are in the chat room. God bless you. God bless your ministry. We pray the power of the Holy Spirit come over you, that your words would be seasoned words, that the Lord would put a fire in your mouth, that when you open your mouth, God would fill it, and there would be fruitful ministry that comes out of your life, and that the Lord would touch you. He would bless your family. He would bless everything that you put your hand to. It would prosper, and we pray that the Holy Spirit would enlarge your borders, enlarge your tendencies, enlarge your, your, your ministry, uh, followers and your churches, uh, your meetings, whatever you guys do, that the Lord would add to what you're doing daily as you're doing his work and about his business, that he would bless and make what you do fruitful. But right now we want to speak to those of you that are discouraged, maybe you're you're sick in your heart, hope's been deferred, maybe you're holding on to dreams that have been shattered and assignments that you feel like have been canceled, maybe you feel like you've missed it, maybe you feel like the enemy has come in because of choices you made or different influences or maybe the fact that you just sat too long and you missed some opportunities. Listen, I'm here to tell you that God is a God of second chances, that if you will begin to pursue God, if you begin to seek God and you begin to pursue Him, He will show you how to recover all. You can have the joy of your salvation restored unto you. You can have joy restored to you in the morning. God said He will redeem what the locust and the canker worm have eaten up and that whatever the enemy has stolen, He would make that enemy pay back sevenfold in your life. So I'm here to tell you, Spirit of the Lord, calling you to receive and apprehend your inheritance this year. This is a year of harvest. Year of harvest. Year for your family to come to the knowledge of the truth, to come to the salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is the year for your family to come to the healing knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is your, the year for your ministry to prosper and for you to come out of obscurity. God will bring you, if you will be true and lift him up, if you'll lift him up, if you'll lift Jesus up, if you'll lift the word of truth up, he says, all men will come near. If I be lifted up, and I'm here to tell you, if you will proclaim him boldly, if you will proclaim him boldly, and you will not hold back, and you will not draw back, but you will declare the living word of God in boldness and in truth with a spirit of love. The word declares where he guides, he will provide, that he will add, that a worker is worthy of their wages, and God will take care of you. He will add to your ministry. He will add to that business that you want to step out in faith and start a business. I'm speaking to businessmen, businesswomen tonight that want to step out in faith. Maybe God has been speaking to you about stepping out and, and opening up a business or joining with a business partner or, or starting a family-owned business. Step out in faith and trust the Lord. Commit your ways unto the Lord. If you have the leading of the Lord and you've prayed about this and you've sought the word and you've sought wise counsel, step out. Step out. Step out of the boat. Maybe you're uh, pursuing acting or singing career, a career in the arts or entertainment, and you 
just never thought, maybe you, you never had the confidence to step out. Well, listen, the Lord wants his people everywhere. The Lord will raise up people in every pillar of culture, whether it's business, education, politics, arts and entertainment, the media. It doesn't matter. Ministry, the house of God, God is raising up men and women. He's raising up sons and daughters to prophesy in this hour. And we are declaring in the name of Jesus, if you're a son of the Most High God or a daughter of the Most High God, step out of the boat and open your mouth. Step forward and put your hand out. Use whatever's in your hand to glorify the Lord, just like Moses did. He said, what's in your hand, Moses? And Moses threw down his rod, and that rod became a serpent. I'm here to tell you, whatever's in your hand, you can throw it down at the feet of the Lord, and he will use it to glorify and make his name great. Whatever's in your mouth, whatever your talent is, whatever your gift is, whatever your treasure is, commit it to the Lord, and it will make your ways great. Praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm your host for the second half of this program tonight. Sean Holmberg is also the co-host or host on this program. Of course, we allow the Holy Spirit to be the host of every program. We know that unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord even wake, wake up the watchman and call the watchman, then the watchman watches in vain. So listen, hear the Lord, follow the Holy Spirit. Set your heart to truth. Check your motives and make sure when you ask God, it's with the right motive. It's with a pure heart. Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. Or sometimes you have not because when you ask, you ask amiss. We're here teaching prayer points, prayer principles. Look, there's keys to prayer that will help you unlock a fruitful prayer life. If you are committed to the Lord, get the sin out. Get the unforgiveness out. Get the double-mindedness out. Don't think you'll receive anything from the Lord if you're wavering between two opinions. Get your motives right. Listen, we want to see you have a fruitful Christian walk, a fruitful Christian life. We want to see your prayers get answered. We want to see your ministries prosper, your family blessed, your marriages blessed, your children blessed. We want to see your bodies healed and your lives go forward successfully in the things of the living God. So we're encouraging you, meditate day and night on his word. Do all that's according to it. You will be prosperous and have good success. Stay in unity. Stay in fellowship with the household of God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit daily. Stay in His presence. Worship Him. Stay in His presence. Soak in the presence and the glory of God. And be filled with the Spirit of God. Be baptized. Be saved. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't know Him. And be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Begin to pray about it. Quit, quit asking everybody else advice. Begin to ask the one that actually knows what you need. Ask the Lord. Reach out to God. Praise Jesus. Hey, listen. We're here for you. We're an extension of your prayer family. We're covering you. We're declaring the blood of Jesus and speaking for you, child of God. You'll overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. We're praying for the word of God to wax 
strong in your life for you to have a fruitful life. Now, Father, your will be done and your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Invade the earth where the men and women of God stand. Invade the earth. Touch every person in their body. Touch every person in their mind. And we pray that they would hear your voice, Father. Hear your voice, Lord. Prayer International. We'll see you tomorrow night.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.